essentially without at least a daily report of how the practice is performing, there's really no ability for the owner or the managers who are helping you to evaluate how your practice needs, or for that matter, how you're doing well, or if you're not doing well, how to leverage those strengths and prevent the problems and challenges that inevitably come up. You're listening to the Dental Sherpas Podcast, where we make it easier to transform your practice, get out of the chair, and into the life you want. Well, welcome back to another episode of Dental Sherpas. It's Matt Kennedy here with Dr. Sed Lewis, as always. And Dr. Sed, I think we've got a really good episode today. How are things out there in Hawaii? I trust they're beautiful as always. Well, things are pretty good. As they say, it sucks living in paradise, right? <laughs> that, that's right. You know, when I tell people I've got uh, a friend, a client out in the uh, Hawaii, they go, oh, that's a hard gig. <laughs> <laughs> someone's got to do it, I guess. <laughs> ah, someone's got to hold, someone's gotta hold exactly. it down out there. Uh, so, uh, as painful as it might be. <laughs> well, we've been talking about lots of topics uh, around this idea of climbing the mountain, of getting out of the chair in the dental practice. And one of the interesting things that you have been alluding to, and we're going to take some time today and do a little bit of a deep dive into it, is this idea of tracking and tracking things inside of the dental practice. Let's talk about that, if you don't mind. And let's talk about, you know, what is really the purpose of tracking numbers inside of your practice? And let me set this up just a little bit, Sid, and say this. You know, as I talk to dental practices around the country, you know, we all track a few things, but you've taken that to a really deep level and have learned some things from it. So I'm excited for folks to learn from you here and for you to share your experience. So what is the purpose of tracking the numbers in the practice? Well, the reason being, it's really simple to kind of make the analogy. I think you and I talked about it before. I know your, your brother's a pilot. And one of the things I'm always trying to tell people, and I relate it to like, a, you know, just driving a car. It's like tracking numbers are like the dashboard of your car. You know, unless you're, for lack of a better term, understanding exactly how your car is moving. I mean, do you have enough oil? Do you have enough gas to keep the place or keep the car running? You simply have no idea how the, uh, the vehicle is performing. And like the same analogy pertains to your practice, you know. Before I track numbers daily, I mean, the reality would be that it would be like running a practice blind. So tracking numbers in your practice is like monitoring the dashboard of your car. You need to be aware of key performance measurements in your practice just to make sure you just don't run out of the proverbial gas or oil. So essentially, without at least a daily report of how the practice is performing, there's really no ability for the owner or the managers who are helping you to evaluate how your practice needs or for that matter, how you're doing well or if you're not doing well, how to leverage those strengths and prevent the problems and challenges that inevitably come up. Gotcha. So the purpose is to give you some real-time data of how the practice is performing. Now, you've been on both sides of this, right? Said you have Mm -hmm. not tracked numbers very well and now you track numbers really well. So what was it like for you before you tracked your numbers thoroughly? Oh, man. Before I track numbers, I, and I think a lot of people out there can relate to this, I basically manage the practice health based on my bank account and how I felt things were going. Yeah. And I know that's kind of embarrassing to say, and I think a lot of you out there would hate to admit it, but I think many do that. And it's a very reactionary and unhealthy way of doing business. I mean, there's no strategy or planning going on. And the ability to clearly guide your practice without knowing on a day-to-day basis how the practice is doing, it's, it's just literally madness. So Think of looking at your numbers, it's just a way of providing a more predictable and transparent system also of holding your team accountable to ensure the practice is closely monitoring its performance on a day-to-day basis. 
That's right. It ties back to what we talked about in terms of the team and making sure that they were a part of something that was bigger than themselves and also incentivizing them to be a part and helping them know. And what I have seen in dental practices around the country and in your practice is when the team is clued in on how they're getting incentivized and what you're tracking to incentivize, they start tracking that number really closely too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it becomes very natural for them. Exactly. I know, like we talked about in the previous episodes, is that a little lets your team know, in essence, what they need to be focusing on. And if they focus on those things and improve them, they, in essence, get rewarded. And so it becomes a scenario where they actually are more in tune with reports oftentimes than I am, and which is wonderful for me because they hold me accountable. As we've talked in previous episodes, you and I both believe that hygiene is the gateway into the practice. Hygiene tracks everything, or excuse me, hygiene drives everything in your practice, and or it's the, the motor, so to speak, the engine that really makes the practice run. And so as I talk to dentists around the country, one of my first conversations that I have with them is I have conversations around their hygiene visits. And I'll just ask them a simple question, how many hygiene visits are you doing per month? And it's okay. I, I get this. It makes total sense that that's not a number that a lot of folks track, but they stop, they scratch their head, they start kind of going, well, you know, I, I think my hygienist sees, you know, she's full, she's full, but uh, so maybe, you know, it's this number and they start adding up and calculating. I'd say we probably do about this amount. And, you know, as you and I both know, that's like saying, you know, I probably have another 10 miles of gas left in the tank. I'll yeah. just keep, I'll just keep driving, you yeah, know, we'll right. See, we'll but, see where it leads me, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, what, are, what are some of the reasons that you experienced before you started tracking that it was hard to track numbers? Well, for me, I, I got to be honest. I mean, it kind of stems from like a tipping point or crisis in my own practice, which really got me to think differently about it. So I'll just share a story because I think it's always good to experience share. But uh, back in 2010, like we faced a big financial crisis at Wild Dental Care, my first initial practice. You know, I remember that day pretty clearly. My bookkeeper called me pretty much in a panic and told me, we're not going to be able to meet payroll this week, Doc. And to say the least, I was pretty shocked because at the time, it wasn't like I was sitting around in the beginning stages of that startup phase where I was, you know, really wondering whether or not I was going to have a practice to work in when I really was, you know, at a point in my practice then where we had developed into a pretty mature, pretty healthy practice. And at the time, I was in the chair and I was really busy producing and, we were doing great. Production was great. The strong patient flow was coming in. So needless to say, I was worried and, and a bit of a panic myself. So after doing a little research, we quickly found out that although we are producing well, our collection percentage had plummeted and we had claims backed up and money was literally sitting on the table. So you know, after infusing, it was a painful experience financially as well because I literally had to infuse my own money back into the practice to cover payroll and then using the next couple of weeks to really dive in deep and spend many sleepless nights with my manager and the bookkeeper and my wife just going after claims just to make sure that we can get them in to get our collections back on track. So what I learned about that pretty quickly was that unless I'm looking at things on a regular basis and seeing these things happen ahead of these prices, you're going to run into scenarios where you're going to be really much really into a position where you can have a really uncomfortable environment. So that, for me, was a tipping point. Right. I, I've talked to lots of dentists and even had dental clients who have gotten into those kind of catastrophic states, right? Pulling on credit lines to cover payroll, all of those things. And the truth is that there's really warning signs, right? There's warning mm -hmm. signs before 
you get to this big blow up catastrophe, like what you stepped into. And so tracking those numbers is a way to make sure that you're catching those warning signs well before there's a major, major issue. Now, listen, I also want to say, too, that I totally get the reticence to start tracking because you don't know what you don't know. During what this is, we're recording this here on 921 of 2020, right at kind of the end, at least over here in the continental U.S. said of a lot of the coronavirus lockdown. But during the pandemic, I decided I was going to lose some weight. And so I found an app and the app taught me what I needed to track on a daily basis. It wasn't calories. It wasn't, you know, a bunch of crazy stuff. It, It was just tracking what they call macros, which are just protein carbohydrates, and fat. And so the app tells me what to eat, tells me how many grams. I weigh this thing, and I weigh my food, I plug it into the app, and it tells me if I'm hitting my macros, if I'm not hitting my macros. And over about a two-and-a-half-month period, I lost about 30, 35 pounds. And the best part about it was there's a little stats page that I can click on, and you can see my weight going down, my, you know, blood pressure changing, all that kind of stuff. They're just tracking that and showing it to me, because then that changed my mindset, my confidence, and I'm like, man, I've got, tells me how many days I've been doing it. Gosh, I've already got 100 days of this. I want to go for 101 days, you know, all of those things that we talked about in previous episodes about mindset, it really feeds into as well. But what I like about the app, and the reason I bring that up is because it just simplified the process right? It just said, okay, there's lots of different things that you can track in losing weight, getting healthy, getting fit, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to simplify it down to really just three or four things. We do track sleep and we do track, you know, our exercise and how long, but that's similar to a dental practice, right? There are a million things to track. And to be honest with you, we want you to grow into knowing how to track those things, but that's certainly not where you have to start. And we're going to give you some of those things here in a few minutes, uh, or Sed's going to give you some, some places to start. But it's really, it also starts, I'll throw this out as well as I'm thinking, Sed, starting to track your numbers is really the first step in really a posture of radical honesty about where you are and where your practice is. Yeah, I mean, it, like, again, it goes to the point of, like, it takes emotion out of the equation. You've heard this many times before in so many different circles. You have numbers go by. There's no emotion to it. There's no subjectivity. It's just simple, plain facts. And that's the good thing about it. And if you're able to see that on a regular basis, it provides you, a, I mean, it, it makes your practice literally transparent, right? You're able to look at things and look at objective performances, and it helps your team. So, so you're not in the necessarily in a position of more we're hoping and praying. I mean, I think I've heard so many doctors I've talked to who have done their practice in many ways like I used to, which is like waiting for that P&L statement from the accountant or, or looking at the bank account and thinking, okay, we're okay, we're going to be fine. And I'm just, my particular point of view would be if you just get to the point of making it a regular routine, like Max, who's that, that uh, weight loss app, it just becomes something where it becomes something easy to follow. It becomes something that's easy to track. And more importantly, you're able to build all your successes. But also, when you do run those challenges, you're able to correct it quickly rather than running down the wrong hole. Or for that matter, getting into a position where you start developing these bad habits that you just weren't aware because you weren't watching it closely. So let's compare and contrast. You saw that you needed to start tracking. What's it like now for you that you guys are really hyper-focused on tracking? Yeah, so what it's like now is it's obviously a lot more focused and there's a lot more organization now. It's like now I've become kind of a, a numbers uh, guy. You know, I, I didn't start this profession being a numbers guy, but 
now I inherently know that's how we have to be, you know, monitoring one of our practice. So what I'll do is I'll just give you a little insight to what we track. And for some of you out there, it's going to be a little, a little scary, but just hear what I'm saying and understand that that's what we do now that allows me to run a fairly large practice now. So what my managers and doctors receive basically daily is a report showing the practice performance on that daily basis. So we receive a, a daily report sent to our other ones' emails that shows me the day's prior gross production, the adjusted or net production from that gross production, the total collections, the total amount of hygiene patients we saw, the total new patients we got in that day, and then the total patients we saw that day. You know, and then from that, you're even dives into as you get more used to these numbers, you're going to even get more and more and to dive deeper into that. So now we're tracking because hygiene is so important for us. We're looking at all those total numbers. We're looking at total hygiene patients, you know, and of those total hygiene patients, what total percentage of those hygiene patients have future hygiene crew appointments? And of those total hygiene appointments, how many were put in the right time? We talked about another previous uh, podcast about before, after work, or on the weekends, it's being prime time. We track those things. So you're going to find as you start tracking numbers, you're going to get a better understanding of how to manage your practice goals by tracking the numbers that help meet the objectives and the goals your practice has set in place. So we have all kinds of different reports. And I'm not going to get too much into the weeds with you, but I'm just going to share because I want to make sure I'm sharing what I do in my practice. And then from that success we got from that initial report we see daily, I get individual reports from uh, my managers and also from my AR people. And I, say I, get, I get reports on individual doctor production performance methods. Yeah, let me jump in right yeah. there yeah, and just please. say exactly where you're going is right. If yeah. you start tracking, you know, four or five things, then what naturally starts to happen, and this is what I'm hearing you say, is you start looking at, let's say, you know, hygiene visits. And you start comparing the relationship between number of hygiene visits and production. And then you can say, oh, gosh, well, okay, well, if, if we pull this lever over here, let's say we do this type of marketing, right? Before it used to be, hey, should we spend $5,000 on direct mailers or $10,000 on direct mailers? It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll just send them out and hope, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you can say, okay. We're going to make this spend, and then we're, we're watching these numbers, and let's see how it affects our hygiene visits. Okay, the mailer didn't affect our hygiene visits. Maybe there's something internally we need to make sure. How are we answering the phones? How are we reappointing people? All those kinds of things. So th those four, starting just with four or five things, and I really want to encourage folks out there that, you know, it's not as scary as it might feel, but just starting with four or five things is going to lead you into asking better questions about what's happening in the practice, and then it's going to lead to exactly what you said, said, now you want to track other things, right? You want to track kind of subcategories, because you see how those subcategories trickle up into the macro categories, which trickle up all the way to, you know, profit for the practice, right? So you're going to get all into all of these little nuanced things that are all very important, but it really, wouldn't you agree, said, just starts with starting with four or five things, right? Correct. Yeah. So I'm glad you interrupted me there because I was going into the weeds pretty quickly. But yeah, I think the reality is that that's what's going to happen. As you track these numbers, it literally gives you a better insight on how the practice is performing and how you're able then tracking other numbers to perform, sorry, to improve the performance. And that's maybe something that becomes the takeaway here. I think for many of you looking at numbers, it's like, well, I'm not a numbers person or that's something I'm just not comfortable with. 
as you do it, your comfort level gets better. It's to Matt's comment about mindset, right? The mindset changes. You become more of a growth mindset rather than having this limited, or for that matter, a fixed mindset. And that actually is something that will occur as you get more comfortable tracking things. So there are obviously many things we can track in a practice, as we've said. For somebody who hasn't been tracking or who's kind of fallen off the wagon in terms of tracking numbers, what's a good starting place, Ed? What are five or six things to track, and what do those things tell you about your practice? So what I, I did is I kind of made a list of five that I think would be really good for those beginning or just getting started with the process. And so the first one is someone that every doctor probably knows about, and that's production. What I do is I track total net production for those who started again. The reason being is that sometimes we get kind of confused when someone says production because what that means is that's pretty much anything that gets done from a standpoint of productivity in the office. But what ends up happening is all doctors know there's many adjustments. There's insurance write-offs. There's a number of different things like patient discounts or refunds that occur that change that bottom line. So to get a better, clear understanding of exactly how the practice is doing, I would recommend they do a look at the net production rather than the gross production. So that's number Perfect. one. Number two is the obvious thing, revenue. It's total collections. Of all that production, how much are you collecting? How much money is actually being received on your part for all that production you did? Obviously, a very important lesson that I learned in 2010, I wasn't following that. And I, as I, you heard me say, it was not a fun experience for me. Next one, I'd say the third one is important. We talked about it again and again and again. It's probably what I hope uh, very valuable in my organization, and I think many of you who run larger and more successful practices are tracking your total hygiene visits. Again, knowing exactly how much hygiene comes in provides me a much better understanding of how the practice will do because we know the value of the hygiene visit. We know what it provides to the practice besides the actual revenue from the hygiene event. We know exactly what it means in terms of the production, the potential production that could come out of these high two appointments. The last thing would be the one thing that obviously most of us know is how many patients. I mean, is my marketing working? Are, are we doing a good job? Are people continually liking what we do in the community and coming in and providing us a level of success in terms of their belief in the practice, which means are we getting a healthy flow of new patients coming in? And the last one is when we talked a little bit at past podcasts, and this is something that I think is undervalued by so many different practices out there, is tracking the average exam value. And again, what that is, is basically knowing how much the exam is worth to you based on how many exams you did and the production that came out of those exams, knowing full well that now you're having a better understanding of how the value of hygiene can really change for the better or for the worse of the practice's performance on a monthly Perfect, Seth. That sounds great. So let's give them one more piece of practical advice. What are some ways that they can track these numbers? What software or vendors out there are good to help do that? Obviously, they've got their practice management software, but there are some maybe some third-party vendors as well that, that help grab these numbers as well. And we can link to some of these uh, in the show, show notes on our new website that we'll be launching here this week called at Dental Sherpas Pod. Dot com, dentalsherpaspod.com, and so we can give you some of this information. But what, what are some ways that they can track this? Well, the most common way to do it is a lot of different software platforms out there, but I would encourage those who are starting out in the beginning, so it actually holds them accountable, 
it's not a bad idea to make your own spreadsheets and try to pull this data yourself. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. as you get busier and bigger, there are platforms out there. For example, one of the companies is called Demo Intel. Demo Intel is a great platform, but unfortunately, it's not as customizable as we'd like it to be, but it's still a great, great software to use that helps track a lot of these things. I'm excited about a software we're only still getting started with called Jarvis. Jarvis is a, a larger, more robust uh, software that really kind of pulls data and propagates it, or propagates it, and it's allowing us to actually really do a good job of getting all these data points and all the minutia that Matt is talking about set to me, so I'm not having to get all these different data reports pulled out from different sources anymore. So there's many different ways, there's many different softwares out there. I would encourage those who are just getting started, though, just to kind of get started with kind of tracking and pull the data themselves from their own software reports, because like we talk about, we're not asking you to jump into the rabbit hole with me quite yet, <laughs> but we are asking you to maybe just look at like four or five things you can track on a daily basis, which are not hard numbers to pull out of your software programs, and that'll at least get you started. And as you get more confidence with tracking that data, then we can probably look into like, hey man, I really need a much more robust way of getting this data to me a little bit faster, a little bit more predictable. And then you can probably start looking at some of those software programs to help you. I think that's a really smart way to do it. Get your hands dirty, learn how to pull those reports from your practice management software, enter it into a spreadsheet, and then you're like, it's like the, it's like the sand is going through your fingers, right? It's like mm-hmm. the dirt is on your hands and you can kind of sense it and play with it and see what happens. So, well, said, I think this has been really valuable. I hope that folks will take this to heart. I hope we hope that this helps you guys and we look forward to the next episode. Anything else before we sign off here? No, just uh, track your numbers first. I mean, that's the one thing. It's, uh, I know it seems painful to many of you out there, but it pays a huge dividend for you. I really hope you do this. I really want to make sure you understand we're here to help not make your life more difficult. That's right. Well, guys, here's to helping you get out of the chair and get into your life. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All right. Have a good one, guys.